Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? It's for jugglers and jugglets. Listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. Who do you think you are? I am. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Somebody got new equipment. I know, these mics sound cool. Yeah, boy. All right. I have such a velvety voice now. I know, right? I, also I never realized so... how velvety my voice was until we got these microphones. Yeah, and you don't have to you don't have to deep throat this mic to hear yourself. My jaw is gonna feel so good on this podcast episode. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody, welcome back. It is your number one source for all things craft beer related. Uh it is the Cindy Crawford approved internationally acclaimed podcast of barley hops and friendship it's the best best friends podcast in the world i am your host some call me the king of the crisp others would call me your future president of these great united states of america cue the music tom pilsner 2020. It's Tom. And I'm your other host, always bringing a little more hops to the episode. <laughs> the Royers Ford Rattlesnake. It's Dan. All righty. Dan, it's a uh it's a new day for us, man. We uh we got we got some new microphones. I know. We, we stepped it up. We're a little bit more professional. A little bit of a podcast glow up today. Yeah. Dan, how are you feeling over there? Feeling pretty good, you know? Yeah, Walking out of the house, you know, it was like a nice little like 65 degrees, I think, yeah. driving over here. Windows yeah. down. I, I meant like, uh, you comfortable over there? You got enough room? Oh, man. I got so much space over here now. I'm so glad you cleaned. <laughs> I'm so glad you cleaned. Yeah. We did a little, uh, well, I did a little uh, fall cleaning. We, we actually up. have room for beers on I this know, table. I know, right? I usually feel like I have to put all the beers on my lap when we drink here. <laughs> um, all right. So as uh, as you know, uh, we are a podcast that is supported strictly by our fans. Well, not strictly anymore. We got a, a little sponsor. You'll hear about them later. Um, we are uh, we are supported by you guys. Um, you know, we we love and appreciate all of you. Um, Loved you. Always have. And we, we would like that. Uh, we would like that love and appreciation back with, uh, you know, hit a little subscribe button on your uh, on your Apple podcast, Spotify. Spotify, Google podcast, Deezer, whatever it is, whatever the hell Deezer is. Yeah, if you're using Deezer, good on you. I guess. <laughs> but, uh, just leave know. us a rate. Do they take ratings? I don't think so. I don't. I have no idea. I've never I don't even know what Deezer is. We're on there. <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't know what it is. Um, it might just be like a it might just be like a uh, an app that reads old books in old folks homes. 
<laughs> it's just us on there talking about beer. It's us talking about beer and like <laughs> uh, like the whole Steinbeck series, just of novels. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, hit us with a subscription. Uh, that way you get alerted to the uh, the most current uh, episodes that are out. Um, give us a rating. Ratings are, are what really drives podcast. Absolutely. Know? If you like the podcast, give us a five-star rating. If you um, don't like it. If you don't, please still give us a five-star rating, please. But tell us why you don't like it, because I can read it out loud here. Yeah. And, and you're still can, waiting on that. You can do that via review. So give us a five-star rating, but tell us we suck. Yeah, please. <laughs> anyway, and if you enjoy the podcast, tell all your friends. Just like the best Taking Back Sunday album. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's good. All right. So we are joined today uh, by... One of my, I think personally, one of my favorite Instagrams to follow. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we are a big fan of, uh, of breweries that are located in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, mainly because we are located in Pennsylvania. That's yeah. I mean, that's a good assessment. Yeah. Tom. Um, fair enough. (laughs) Hey, you might know these guys. Uh, they are at breweries in PA on Instagram. Uh, their website is breweriesinpa.com. Uh, they are a digital promotion company that specializes in promoting the craft beer scene in Pennsylvania. They connect beer drinkers with the PA breweries they love. It's Matt and Chad from Breweries in PA. Guys, thanks for coming on. Thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, thanks so much for having us, guys. Yeah, thank you for having us. Appreciate uh, the intro. Very strong. Yeah, so we have uh, <laughs> we have Matt, uh, we have Chad coming from um, what looks like maybe the corner of his bathroom. And uh, well. <laughs> we have Matt coming from a secured location somewhere in the Middle East. Yep. Yeah, man. I, I have mean, one light on in the room. Too. <laughs> Are you paying Boost Mobile for your internet connection? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the lights start flickering, you'll know. <laughs> we we actually did spend twenty minutes asking Matt where are you at. So, um, Guys, all right, so thanks for coming on. Uh, we're going to talk about some breweries, well, a brewery in Pennsylvania. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll get into some, you know, some some good questions that we have. It's going to be a heavy beer talk episode. I yeah. Think. Oh, for sure. Not your typical best, best friends malarkey here. It's going to no. be real sudsy. Yeah. Uh, guys, you know, we... If, if you were expecting some cringe videos, they're not happening this episode. So if yeah, that's what you tuned in for... Uh, you know, stay tuned. We're going to get some good, uh, good beer information. Definitely. Yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to crack a beer. I'm ready to crack a beer. You ready to crack a beer. Yeah. Okay. You boys are ready to crack a beer. I'm on. Let's do this thing. All right. Let's do it. So, uh, as Dan is getting our first beer ready, uh, I'm going to tell you about untapped. Um, we use the untapped rating system. Um, and you can, uh, you know, you can go on whatever store app store you use and download uh, Untapped. It's a social media app for beer, uh, all beer in general. It's the best and worst craft beer social media app yep. on the market. It's great to keep records. It's awful for the people. Um, yep. Uh, so um, pretty accurate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so you can follow us. Well, you can follow uh, Breweries in PA uh, on Untapped at Breweries in PA. Um, and you can follow us on untapped at best, best friends pod. That's at best, best friends, P O D. Yep. That's P O D. That is our P O D drop. Um, get used to it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
They are heavy. Uh, all right. So the beer that we are going to be doing first, Dan. All right. I'll take it away. Uh, so the first beer that we're going to do is Sweet Tang, and that's by Stolen Sun Brewing and Roasting Company. Um, Stolen Sun's out of Exton, Pennsylvania. Uh, this one here is going to be a Kettle Soured Gosa. Launched to the next level with an intergalactic infusion of our favorite breakfast drink. That's right, guys. Tang. <laughs> I it's, love this. It's really a Gosa infused with Tang. It's it's really surprising. It's tart with a blast of retro tangerine goodness. Sit back, relax, and you are clear for takeoff. Yeah. Love that. 4.5% alcohol by, by volume. This is going to be a lighter episode for us here. Uh, averaging uh, 3.79 on untapped. All righty. Dan, you want to give me a, yeah. you want to count down to takeoff? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. One, two, three. All right. Good cracks. All right. Hand me, your, hand me that glass, sir. All right. How are the aromatics on that, Daniel? Oh, it's smells like tang right off the bat. <laughs> like you don't even have to have your nose near it. Wow. Yep. All right. So, tank so I'm expecting, uh, Salt and tart, you know, as a gosa. Yeah, a gosa. Yeah. Um, you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get that salt flavor. We've got some little flavor crystals on this one. Um. Oh yeah, that is tangy. Yeah. So right on the nose, a lot of the uh, the tang smell. Yeah. But with this one here, I will say we are going to be pleasantly surprised by the level of tang with this. Yeah. All right, right, guys. Cheers. Oh, look at that. Ooh. Is that a Breweries NPA mug right there? Oh, wow. A little Breweries NPA tankard. Yeah. You're on mute, Chad. Said always be branding. Oh, uh, okay. Ooh, he put us on mute while he was Good. talking to his wife. <laughs> it's just the right amount of tang, though. It's not too much. It is. It's not like overbearing. No, and not at all. Right, enough, right amount of salt as well. Yeah, that yeah. one's not really overpowering the other. Very no, surprising, am I right? Right. Themselves out. Um, super refreshing. Very. That's gonna. That's gonna. That's not gonna last long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we when we were uh, giving these out, it was we ended up. Yeah, we gave we gave the guests you know the full cans. We split like an eight ounce pour here. We're eventually probably gonna if we're talking go into the fridge. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised, I'm surprised it was a it was a goza when I saw tang and sweet tang obviously I thought instantly thought IPA but I like a fruited it. IPA like yeah as everything is going nowadays with the like popular culture and beer that's yeah, what I thought right. I kind of just saw thought like immediately thought like a fruited sour like they're gonna do like a you know the I guess the new popular drink for the summer is the fruited sour and you know it's a kettle soured gosa but that's not what you're getting when you get like a, a typical, like a, you're going like, I guess like any fruited sour, I guess like tripping animals or like imprint. Yeah. You're getting like a smoothie, like a smoothie sour or just heavily fruited sour. Mm -hmm. This is just the light, like right amount of like the tang in this. And it's, it's nice. like a little bit of the salt too. Yeah. I can drink a bunch of these. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you'd be safe, too, because of the, I mean, it's, what was it? Four? 4.5%. Four and a half or something? Easy. Easy to pound all four of these beers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
not even a question. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, up front, like right away, I'm getting a, I'm getting a, a very like typical Gosa flavor. You get that nice like saltiness with a little yeah. little sour bite mm-hmm. to it, and then it just rolls off to like a really smooth, like a very it's tang. I mean, that's it, like the most yeah. surprising thing to me was like, I thought the tang was going to get lost behind the, the it's a kettle soured gosa. So I thought it was going to be more that. like the tang forward. It was just going to be orange, like orange drink the entire ride. Mm-hmm. But like the beginning, I was like taking that first sip. I was immediately surprised by it. <clears throat> so, uh, how are your adenoids like, feeling, Dan? I like that the salt is, it feels like it lingers there for a while. It does. Yeah, I'm kind of like a brininess to it. I pull back a second sip, and now I'm letting it sit, and I'm like, oh, that's just sitting there on the palate, and I really like that. Right. My adenoids, you yeah. know, just a little, just just hitting them just a little bit. I'm yeah. not too, like, it's not like hitting me too hard with the sour, like, a sour punch. I, I think no, it's that no, salt that's kind of... If you kinda... adverse to sours, I would definitely give this a try, because this is something that, you know... I think you could dip your toe in the water. Yeah, like an intro level sour for somebody who's just trying craft beer for the first time. Yeah, I would say this passes my mower test. Yeah, the mower test. Yeah, yeah this would be this would be one to you slap in the mower on the mower for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> or yeah. sit outside while you're while you know if it's going to be really hot this this weekend, definitely sit outside and drink this. Oh, absolutely. They have a nice beer garden. They yeah, their garden. Uh, their outdoor 90. little garden was nice. This is a uh, this is a brewery I've, I haven't been to yet. It's kind of um, I feel like we kind of well, you kind of found them. I stumbled upon yeah, them like right at, like the beginning of the of the like the whole quarantine, like right at, before the quarantine. It was the beginning. Of, it was at the end of the summer, beginning of winter, um, tw- uh, last year. Okay, so it was, I did one last little trip to Levante. I think with uh, with the family, you know, when uh, when the little one was still like little enough to like not make noise at the brewery or okay. she would just sit down and just be fascinated with like lights. Yeah. So, you know, we went to Levante, had a nice, uh, nice couple drinks there. Um, they were their food truck was ju- it was at the end of the day. So their food truck was, you know, hey, we're out of food and everything. Mm-hmm. We understood we were late to the game. So on our way home, I kind of just I pulled up Google on the way down uh, through Exton and Stolen Sun popped up. And I've always heard of them. They did that collab with Stickman uh, last year, the uh, Better Than Socks. Oh, yeah. So uh, when they did that collab, so I was like, oh, Stolen Sun, I've heard of, I've heard of them. Um, one of the best dining experiences I've ever had at a brewery, I would say. Yeah, I mean, their their Great. food menu always looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. like uh, you, know what's, you know what's just as good as the coffee, too? Yes, I would say after I ate food there i i'm usually not a coffee drinker after dinner mm. like unless it's like thanksgiving dinner or something with the family i i was looking at their menu i'm like i have to have like a pour over coffee before i get out of here so i definitely uh i feel like that's like a late in life thing for me like every time like if i go somewhere that serves coffee after dinner i'm like becoming my father yeah I, i'll have you know what i will have, I, I will have that cappuccino <laughs> Well, uh, no, I well, can't drink it after beer, but you have to. It's stolen some because they're uh, what he's a master roaster. So yeah, I that pour over coffee was delicious. It there, um, but you know, I, I don't know if you guys know this, but he actually sources the beans himself from South America. Really, he goes to Guatemala. He goes to Colombia. Uh, oh, that's before awesome. COVID, he had just gotten back from Guatemala um, from the one farm that he buys the beans at. So. 
Wow, that's a that's a pretty awesome story. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to uh, them. The crafts, yeah. you could say. Yeah, they were uh, they were so welcoming of us. Like when I told them about the podcast and that we were featuring their beer and everything, um, they were they were so like stoked about it too. Hmm. So really, uh, really excited to feature them, and it's awesome to feature a brewery that's excited to hear people talk about their beer. Yeah, like they they had yeah. a they they felt very proud of it that like we chose that right. stuff and, and it showed, which was nice. And um, I don't know if you know this yet, but uh, we're, we're going to put out an article this week. They're actually bought that UFC gym. Next oh, time. really? So they're going to expand. Uh, oh, have nice. over ten thousand square feet. Yeah, it's going to be. Well, yeah, time. they had a sign over it and it said "Stolen Sun" like uh, like entrance, and I was like, "Oh, that's weird. That was the gym right there." So they're expanding mm-hmm. yeah, into they that just part. Bought it. So, well, I guess they're leasing it, but they they just finalized the lease, and um, it's going to be huge. I mean, it's that sixty five. 100 square feet they have 3500 now so are they increasing their production too uh i think they're trying to yeah i think eventually outside of covid they're going to get like more tanks uh, for now it's going to be inside seating you know obviously with the restrictions uh, yeah. right now they need that space in the winter uh coming up because they don't have much um otherwise so i think it's going to help them immediately and then once once out of covid well, that's that's COVID, definitely going to be an interesting uh you're going to get beer food coffee and then you can train for mma yeah they're going to keep the uh <laughs> jujitsu mats down <laughs> equipment sure yeah. yeah you get a you order your beer and uh if you want it for free you have to you have to roll with your waiter <laughs> dude i i would pay to see people drink a few beers and get in the ring that's all i'm saying <laughs> I would be, that would be the entertainment tonight and they're like and your table's in the octagon <laughs> do they just keep it there they're like you're, guys just keep the octagon here <laughs> If you want 20% off your bill, you have to go fight somebody from your table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that would, uh, I mean, I would go there weekly for sure. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's awesome. Like, it, you know, we got that a couple weeks ago with, uh, with Locust Lane. Um, you know, they told us they were, they were, you know, they listened to the podcast. Yeah. When they told us they listened, we were, yeah, that was real. I was really taken yeah. back when you texted me that, that they were excited. Cool. Um, you know, they're, I, they're fastly be quickly becoming one of my favorite breweries out there. Um, so great. yeah, anytime we can get it, anytime we hear positive feedback from a brewery, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's hard to beat that. Yeah. I mean, these guys know more than anything. Like, the Pennsylvania brewing scene is like the craft beer scene is just there. There's such a close knit group of people like everybody knows each other. Everybody kind of like supports each other and stuff like that. And you guys show that a lot in like your articles and things that you guys post. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's just awesome to be part of this. People like even across the state are just super familiar with each other, or friendly with each other. It's just like, you know, the state feels large. I mean, we, we drive it all the time. It takes hours to get from, you know, back and forth, but, but you would never know that if you talk to some of these guys. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know if you guys know, I mean, we have a closed down group for just the owners and the brewers um, and they're constantly talking to each other. So somebody asks a question from out here outside of Philly, somebody out in Pittsburgh or Harrisburg is responding to them, oh, you know, awesome. they're messaging each other and they're, you know, meeting up in person or doing collabs so it's just another way for us to bring them together yeah so yeah i know we were we were pretty surprised when um we saw you guys uh putting out stuff about you know like new trail going to 
going to Pittsburgh and you guys were kind of going Pittsburgh heavy. And then we found out that you were both local to us and we were like, Oh yeah, we really thought you guys were in Pittsburgh to be honest. <laughs> we <were laughs> At least honestly, we, we do overcompensate because if you, you know, see a lot of our stories, especially lately with COVID and how, you know, people just aren't traveling, you will find us at, like, you know, 10-7 or, or Rebel Hill, Stable 12, Phoenixville, um, you know, so we do we do realize that our live content some tends to be East Coast heavy. So we try to kind of overcompensate with West Coast content in that way. So, yeah, it's a it's a balancing act. We, we, we do our best to try to, you know, give it 50 50 as best as possible. And then, of course, throw, you know, the other major areas of the state in. So it's a it's it's a battle. You got some uh, Yinzer correspondents out there. (laughs) Yeah, we we do. We know a lot of people tried there and 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 we uh, we try to get some content every now and again. But uh, but honestly, it's just Matt and I just, you know, constantly just grinding, 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 trying to figure out, you know, the best content out there. And then when we're not under these covid restrictions, we do spend a good amount of time out in the Pittsburgh area. I, I was making jokes before covid that I was debating on buying a house out there because we literally every like eight to 10 weeks, we would be back out there. And it's like, well, you know, just live out there for a week or two, make it a lot easier on ourselves. Well, you guys definitely put it in the grind. (laughs) (laughs) A summer home. I could, I could sell advertisements for that. The the winter home, actually. Uh, Yeah, there you go. That's the worst. Winter in Pittsburgh is an absolute hellscape. We've done winters in Pittsburgh. They're, they're tough. You remember winters in Pittsburgh, Matt? I don't know winters in Pittsburgh until you fall on ice. The freaking keg in your hand. Two sixes in your hand, and, and Matt goes ass over teacups. <laughs> I uh, I I went to school in Pittsburgh, so I'm uh, I'm w- well versed in the uh, the seasons. You know the winters are so bad yeah. that they would cancel class on a campus that everyone walked to. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. We we stayed right outside of uh, what was it? I think maybe Duquesne or not Duquesne. Um, I forget where we stayed out of and and we watched kids walk to class and I, I think at least three kids ate it on the ground. It oh, was yeah. just it was just miserable. Oh, it's horrid. Well, it's horrid weather and, it, and that whole city is nothing but hills. Yeah, no, dude, you lived oldest. on like oldest. an incredible hill. Yeah. <laughs> hills and bridges and they all freeze. So yep. It's fun. <laughs> and there's constant road work being done. So it, all the time. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so it's like 422 part two. Four, 422 is a breeze compared to any road in Pittsburgh. We had to we had to cancel one of our visits out there because we were on one of the roads and literally they had this small little exit way that you really couldn't notice and and they said the next the next best exit after that after you missed it was another 15 miles down the road. Ugh. Yeah, yeah needless to say we called uh we called that was a Lincoln Avenue brewery out in uh out in Bellevue. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, we called him and we we're like, Hey man, sorry, we just missed an exit. And it says we're 15 miles away from the next one. Can we, can we come by tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> just giving up now. Yeah. Just giving up all, give all, give up all because hope. If, you, if you're from Pittsburgh, you don't want to go over a bridge or through a tunnel. It's so strange. Like I think Chad and I are used to driving, uh, probably 30 to 40 minutes easily to a brewery around here. Yeah. Um, out there, if they have to drive more than 15 minutes, and go over a bridge or through a tunnel, it's like asking them to do like the worst thing in the world. Like it's amazing. Like there's so many good breweries just outside of the city limits and nobody just goes. So it's, it's frustrating. 
Yeah, I'm I missed all like the the brewery uh, boom. Like everyone was all about Rolling Rock when I was out there. Well, yeah, yeah you're also like 19 years there. old. <laughs> yeah, Rolling yeah, Rock's they, garbage. They probably exploded over the last like eight to ten years or so, maybe even a little less. So yeah, it's it's yeah. a very new. It's definitely a very newer scene out there as far as breweries go. Rolling Rock was better until they changed the recipe. When <laughs> when uh, Anheuser Busch bought them. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, they were great. I used to drink them in college. Cheaper. Yeah, yeah, number thirty-three was never yeah. the same. It's just you know, once anything that Anheuser Busch Butch yeah, blah, blah. Anheuser Busch touches is uh, garbage. Come on, Tom. We got yep. these new microphones. Shit. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Yep. <laughs> Nothing wrong with the beer we got. Stop touching it, Anheuser. Leave it alone. <laughs> All right. Um, you want to get in the ratings? Yeah, let's get in the ratings because we are just cooking through this uh, through this beer. I saved one sip for my rating. One yeah, tiny, minuscule sip. Uh, Chad did not. <laughs> <laughs> Chad's going to go off memory. Um, so, um, like I said, you know, we do the untapped ratings. Uh, out of five bottle caps for some reason. I guess um, they're bottle caps. Yeah. I don't know. what it, We never realized. We never really they're. officially got what they use. For those little like dots. Yeah, bottle cap, sunburst. We were talking about last week. They really didn't see the can craze coming. Yeah, they didn't forecast the can mm-hmm. craze. Nobody. <laughs> no. You see, nary do you see a uh, uh, can uh, bottle cap anymore. I feel like that's a fairly easy update they can make in the app to make them just oh, like, sure. you know, pop tops at least. But, you know. Yeah, yeah make it a test. Like those, uh, those bottle cap maps. Those things. Oh, we Dan and I are both consumers of the bottle cap. Map. Yeah, we we both right. have one, and they are both what I sitting think, half done. No, <laughs> I've, I've barely made my way through Chester County. I know I've got like one of my closest. One of my closest friends has one, and and he always asks me like, if you see any bottle caps, like please, you know, save them for me. I'm like, yeah. I, I got like four over the last five years. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah I have a, like a bin of them that I saved from when I first started drinking craft beer. I mean. Uh, he could look through those, Chad. <laughs> They're like pogs. <laughs> you want to come check out my pog collection? Yeah, right. <laughs> got a couple slammers in here. <laughs> got some slammers available if you guys are interested. Ooh, this is a it's poison tab. Just like Prism and Wirebacher. That's about it. Yeah, that's true. Is Prism still around? No, they are not. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought they were gone. Those are those were pretty much the only bottle caps you could get in this area for the longest time. Yeah, Prism. Well, and then even if even if breweries do like, you know, barrel-aged bottles, like they don't bring they don't, no. bottle yeah, caps. They're buying the, nope. the, the blank bottle caps from like the homebrew shop and just, you know, putting them right on there. They're not personalized. Yeah, the ones they have like the stereotypical hop on the top of it and everything. Yeah. Right. I'm just my whole my whole bottle cap map is just going to be lion's head bottle caps now. <laughs> you can flip it over and do all the riddles. I remember when I had a lion's head, I was like, where's Williamsport on here? <laughs> um, you know, you can I mean, the, the only ones that come to mind are like Lavery out in Erie, still bottles um, occasionally. Has anybody else bottle out in Pittsburgh? Victor, victory bottles. Yeah, victory. Yeah, victory. Evil genius, but I'm not trying to get controversial with my uh, Pennsylvania map. Mm. There you go. Like the big, the big <laughs> one still bottle because I think they've invested so much in it that they're not going to walk away from it. I remember Dan and I went to Prism back when they were like right next to the train tracks. Yeah, yeah and that warehouse. That whatever. was so. It was so no. shady back there. We're like waiting for some hobo yeah, to come off the train tracks. Like, now. hey, you guys want to get stabbed? Yeah, I thought I was buying drugs. <laughs> yeah, McAllister did a great job 
redoing that place because I, I lived like less than a mile from there for like three years. It's and unrecognizable. That McAllister is that McAll- is McAllister took over the old Prism? The old pr- Prism, yeah. Because Prism, not, not that new location, not but the, the storefront. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They blew it out, like you know, took hmm. down everything from the wall. Like you would not, if somebody just kind of build a brand new bar in there. It's unrecognizable. Would, like if we were in Prism, like we, yeah, we'd walk into McAllister. I see the pictures all the time. Um, my brother in law is always over there. I'm pretty sure our studio is bigger than Prism's whole setup. <laughs> yeah, probably. Back in the day. Yeah, it was not a large. I, I had no idea how they moved into that new facility. Yeah, that was if like you a big trip. You I can hit like, tents and then swing over there. They're less than a mile away from each other. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're pretty close. Like, in fact, I always pass the McAllister sign on my way back from ten seven. I'm like, oh man, I, I got to stop there, but I'm already like at my budget limit, so I'm like, I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right, good spot. Let's uh let's get into these ratings before uh, we all forget about what the beer tastes like. All right, so you can follow us on Untapped at Best Best Friends Pod at Best Best Friends P O D. Vocals are gonna get so much better with this new mic. <laughs> all right, that brings um, me back to high school, man. That's just <laughs> high school all that's over. Right, yeah, again. it's it's a new metal. That's what we're going for. That's, yeah. what that's what we're trying to get out of everybody. All right, boys. So we always defer to our guests. Um, tell us what you're rating it and why. Um, you guys can decide amongst yourselves who wants to uh, take the helm on this one. We can do it by four. Yeah, when's one? the last time we rated a beer? Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> been a while. <laughs> My my rating system, I always feel like I give beers at least a three seven or a four if it's like a beer I'd probably immediately have again, and this is definitely a beer I'd immediately have again. Um, this is also like a super easy drinking beer. I think it's also a good representation of the style. Um, so I would probably. Round numbers are rookie scores. I'd probably give this a four two five. All right. All right. I like that. This is a beer. This is a beer that like I could tell someone like, hey, you should give that a try. And I believe it'll be a beer that you'll enjoy. Like, I believe this is a beer that you will drink and say to yourself, Yeah, I'm glad I had that. This is one I could put it all in red and tell somebody that they're gonna like it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt, how are you feeling about this? Oh boy. Um, well, I mean, just to echo a little bit of what Chad said, um, you know, my, uh, girlfriend loves sours and she absolutely loved this when we went to the brewery. Um, her friend who doesn't even like beer, um, I told her to get this cause it was more of a sour. Um, she absolutely loved it. So I just think it's more approachable for people who are not looking for anything hoppy. Um, and it was incredibly hot outside. So this is actually refreshing for them. Um, I mean, I was going to go, I can't do yeah, I can't do like middle scores, right? So I uh, four two five for me. I mean I would if I could four three or something. Um I think it is representative of the style. I think it's very interesting that they used tang, um, and how much they used it. It was nuts. Um but to get the flavors they did off of this without it tasting too artificial or anything. Yeah. It's it's a solid beer. I mean, um, yeah. Four two five for me. I like that. Um, the art yeah. was pretty sweet too. I like 425 because one, we don't pay for untapped, so we can't do any 4.3 ratings. Apparently, yeah, we, we found out that you have to pay for untapped if you want to get those 4.3 ratings. <laughs> everything's, <laughs> if, a, everything's a money grab. Yeah, I, know, I didn't even know that there was an option I didn't know to that. pay for I didn't know untapped. that was a possibility at all. 
I think you can like download all your check-ins or something too if you pay for it. I don't yeah, you're a supporter at that point. I think. Oh, uh, yeah, who, I don't. Who knows? I, I thought they got a. Uh, we're I, using Skype here for God's sake. Yeah. yeah, we're not paying for anything, right? Now. <laughs> well, when you find out how much they charge breweries, um, they don't need the money from the supporters. Let's put it that way. Oh wow, that's cool. yeah, a little inside we baseball. We tried to right get there. a badge created. We tried to get a badge created once. Remember that, Chad? Yeah, they wanted like three grand. What? No, it was five grand for a whole week. Oh, yeah. For one week? Just for one week? We wanted a PA Beer Week badge, and it was going to have breweries and PA and everything. And they were like, if you want this, it's $5,000. You should have said like, you you should have said like, uh, all right, we'll do a San Diego one too, and we'll split it. (laughs) We'll split the cost. It was a mess. Oh, that is insane. Daniel, you're going 425? (laughs) I'm just going (laughs) to echo off of everybody. Well, I like what Chad said about this. Um, Actually, it's something that I've kind of echoed in this uh, podcast is I kind of, upon that first sip, if I enjoy it, like that's kind of setting the bar to four for me. And then something that I would recommend to people or, you know, as I'm drinking it, you know, the beer's journey itself. God, that sounded so pretentious. <laughs> but like, you're getting at, real deep, man. You're I know, real deep. As I'm uh, as I'm drinking the beer, it kind of wavers between that four. Like, if it's gonna get worse for me, I'll kind of go down towards three point seven five. This beer didn't waver for me. Um, I agree. I recommended this beer. I gave it to my wife. She loved it. And if it was somebody like you said who wasn't in the craft beer, you said your wife's friend wasn't in the craft beer and she enjoyed it. That you know, it speaks volumes. Like, this is a beer that. And all of us could probably recommend to someone. I'd give it a four two five as well. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I, I'm and to echo uh, my best best friend here. Um, best friends. <laughs> I uh, I kind of I set my bar. You know, my bar is three five. That's what every beer starts out with for me. And whether it goes up or down is up to the beer. Um, again, sounds so pretentious. Um, so you know, it, it'll go up or down. You We're know, a craft beer podcast. Come on, we're all about pretentious here. Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's a whole different experience. And I think we kind of got into this a little bit with uh, with Zeppi last week. Of um, you know, a beer is completely different from when you first crack it when it's ice cold to you know ten minutes down the line when you're finishing it off and it's like a little bit skewing a little bit more towards room temperature. Yeah, we had some terrible journeys last yeah. week. Um but uh <laughs> um as this one I I felt like this one kind of stayed the same. If, if anything, um it kind of brought out more of the tang flavor for me. As it warmed up a little bit. Yeah. It, it's definitely an easy sipper. Um it's a style that I really love. I love Gosa's um, I love that. Like any, anything really crispy, um, goes sours, pills, you know, yeah. Uh, King whole, crisp. Yeah. Um, the, uh, just the, the addition of the tang was like, I don't know. It was just the perfect amount. You know, it wasn't, it was something you wouldn't expect in a craft beer. Exactly. Like who, who thought of like, yeah. just adding could have easily to put too much in. Yeah. Yeah. There could have, yeah. There, there was a, uh, there was a line they did not cross with this. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I went, I'm going four, two, five. Okay. Um, it, it's just, it's a beer that I would go back to. Um, you know, I'm going to put it in my untapped and, and kind of remember that it's there. Um, 
Yeah, so well done, Stolen Son. Yeah, well done. It's a uh, it's a redemption beer for me because that uh, I had that baby juice and it was not that great. Well, that's because you you yes. one you had a room temperature, probably slightly aged more than yep. it should have been mm-hmm. baby juice from a bottle shop. Yep. Ooh, was yeah. it the pineapple one? No, no, just the regular standard baby juices, which. I, I think I had it the week prior and I was telling you about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah Stolen Sun is great. Like we took home this baby juices four pack. It is amazing. And we got a crowler of the mango baby juices when we were there. Okay. And I was like, this beer is phenomenal. You have to try it. So he went to a bottle shop that shall foodery. not be named. Okay. Yeah, the, foodery. Foodery. the foodery. And, um, you know, it was yeah. <laughs> wasn't it <laughs> wasn't refrigerated, too, which is. No. Some that type of beer and the way it's brewed, yeah, uh, yeah. The, the, drink fresh, keep refrigerated. Yeah, as an IPA, it was fine, but it, I was getting like none of the none of the fruit flavors that they were advertising. It was just yeah. there. The one, and it was it's funny. hard to fault a brewery after they sell it to a, a third party, right? right. So it, exactly, I, try it again. <laughs> Give it another yeah. shot. Cause you gave me one from the foodery and I just happened to still have one in my fridge. Mm-hmm. And I remember I gave, I gave the one you gave us to my wife and she was like, what's wrong with this beer? She's like, this is <laughs> this not, is what, this is not what we had last week. So we cracked the other one and we just like side by side and we're like, what did they do to this beer? Like, I felt like oh, it just I like ru- rubbing its back. One. Like what they it's do like, to you? It's straight pineapple. Like it's just like a, like a dull pineapple drink. Like it's crazy. It doesn't even taste like beer. Hmm. So yeah, try that one. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, when the, when the uh, the mango one was like very fruity and everything, but that just like the plain, you know, not too much on like the you know the lactose and everything. Right. Just a real good standard like hazy New England IPA, which is what easy I want. Easy to drink. Just just easy stop, to drink. Stop with the lactose. Everybody, <laughs> just stop with the lactose. They put it. Yeah, they're putting it in a lot. Yep. Yeah. It's not necessary. It's cool if you're going to just do a milkshake style. This is what it is. It's a milkshake style IPA that has lactose, the end. But now it's like, here's a lager with lactose. It's like, yeah. it does, they don't go together. Yeah, less is more. Less <laughs> yeah. is definitely more. Like, do not put a lot in. Yeah, no. keep it simple. Um, so, uh, yeah, 425, I guess, all around on that one. 425, we got it on <clears> Good there. for you, Stolen Son. Um, so... <laughs> How did it, how did the whole breweries in PA business get started? Uh, well, that's a good question. Um, it was about <laughs> five years ago, um, there wasn't a central resource for beer uh, in the state, and I think um, we kind of just saw an opening, and you know we had questions ourselves, so we were like, where do we go? And then finally, it was just like, all right, why don't we just create it? Um, we like beer, uh, we like helping small business and I think it kind of just fit. Um, fun fact is we started out as a review site (laughs) and, uh, quickly pivoted to news because untapped obviously blew up. So, um, untapped kind of cornered that market. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it really wasn't worth it writing, you know, all these paragraphs about one beer. Um, and instead we were focusing on the stories behind the beer, um, breweries opening, closing, um, just being that one-stop shop resource, right, for everybody. Um, the map, right, Chad? Um, the list of, you know, breweries that have dogs and are kid-friendly and, and just anything that you can think of, we're constantly trying to add to. So, um, Chad, I'll let you. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that's the best way to describe it. At the end of the day, there was no resource out there and, and we needed one. So we just decided, who, you know, bring it to life if, if it's not around. So, we, you know, ultimately we want to just be kind of one-stop shop for all things Pennsylvania beer. If you are passionate about Pennsylvania beer or if you want to learn more about Pennsylvania beer or whatever your thoughts are on Pennsylvania beer, we kind of want to be that resource that will allow you to uh, kind of, you know, quench your thirst for a lack of better words. I like that with yeah. this huge resource yeah. of like, like you said, with the map and yet on the breweries and PA Facebook, people still ask about the breweries. <laughs> could, uh, <laughs> Just go to the website. <laughs> we could spend we could spend a good three hours if you really wanted to uh, nitpicking that that group. <laughs> <laughs> it's like every time yeah. it's like I'm going to Williamsport. What are the breweries around it? I don't know. Go to the website. <laughs> You know what? What what I'm most proud about is for the longest time, Matt and I would have to be the ones who would say that. Be like, hey, just go to the website, go to the website. Go to the website. <laughs> now we've got so many other people saying that. Like, we'll I'll see comments before because I, I, I try to monitor as best as, as I can, especially with 15,000 you know, plus people. Um, but now we'll see like comments that will be like, well, there's a map right here. And we're like, thank you. It's like, we're not the thank only you. ones anymore. Yep, it's just well, all people perfect. asking about beers they can already find on your website and New Trail. That's all yeah. the brewers. <laughs> yeah. well, the other, the other frustrating part is nobody knows we have, uh, I'd say half the people in that group don't know we have a website or a Facebook page of our own. They yeah, think that we're just, just a group that really likes Pennsylvania beer. <laughs> yeah. like, that's is, all but... user-driven. That's, that's barely us. That's all user-driven photos and stuff and just our community online for people to talk about beer. Our main, our main focus is, you know, the, the Facebook page where we push our news out, our website where everything's stored. Um, and it's funny because people are like, oh, I didn't even know they had a website. <laughs> it's all linked. Come on. That's, we, what, that's what I started with love, it and everything. We love the group because it does, it does bring people together. But trust me, and, and if you follow us on Twitter, actually, that I, I gripe about the group on Twitter almost all the time. So, you know, you should definitely uh, follow our Twitter if you ever want to see. I think I posted a couple of days ago my latest gripe with the group. So, oh, you know, yeah. if, I you mean, wanna, I'm if you a, ever want to see our feelings, follow us there. I'm a, uh, I'm a big fan of your Instagram. It's just, it's become a, like a go-to for me at just getting news about what's going on. Yeah. Um, especially as a podcast, like we're trying yeah. to like stay current on everything going yeah. on and, yeah, you know, just right. thanks to you guys yeah. for like you know bringing a lot of the stuff that we talk about like to the oh, forefront right. and no thank thank you uh, yeah our Instagram I would say is probably the the best resource for what we do because it's the most succinct we you know we try we don't try to over promote on that it's really just hey here's what's going on here's the content we have let's get it out there yeah and it mm-hmm. seems it seems and like think- you guys kind of have a uh, an affinity for one of our favorite breweries in PA uh, New Trail. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we I mean, know them well. I mean, he, it's, you know, so there's, there's something personally, to be said for personally. Yes, we we know we know the folks at New Trail really well. Obviously, it's a running joke in our group. It is. Uh, <laughs> we don't ourselves actually over promote them. In fact, if you were to scroll through our Instagram, it's probably been months since we posted the yeah, last. Yeah, not so much New Trail there. It's in the group page. Um, <laughs> I, I I always say to people, and I actually wrote, wrote it's on our site somewhere where I actually like I address the issue with New Trail in our group. You, oh, it's it, in the opinion it, section. 
Yeah, right. It's the it's the number one distributed brewery in Pennsylvania, right? Like the reason Stable Twelve or Stickman or Levante, not so much Levante because now they ship, um, but the reason those smaller breweries don't get overwhelmed because let's face it, you if you don't live in that area, you're not drinking that beer. New Trail, you can live in Pittsburgh, you can live in Philadelphia, you can live in Stable Atlanta, Twelve, ships obviously. Oh, you know, Stable Twelve ships. Um, you can live in Williamsport. Oh. Sorry, I thought you said stable twelve is shit. <laughs> I know. I went what? No, well, I went. I went. Kind of. So you can live in all these major metropolitan area, and you can get your hands on new trail. So it makes yeah. sense that people would, in a Pennsylvania beer group, there you would have a larger number of people share their beer. But now it's got to this running joke. Where every other day somebody's going to post, has anyone heard about New Trail before? <laughs> Obviously, making a joke. Like oh, that's awesome. I mean, beaten, beaten down a dead horse. Which I, just, well, I love but, it. But thank God they are the biggest distributed in Pennsylvania because they're they're the fucking best. Yeah, and they're they slamming. And I, I say let's, like let's they, they also grew three hundred percent from twenty nineteen to twenty twenty. So it's like it's not like people are just obsessed with this small brewery out in Williamsport. Their beer is freaking everywhere, and our group is a microcosm of what's going on in Pennsylvania. Well, the brewery that grew the most in the state sounds to reason that you're going to see them the most, right? Um, and if it wasn't good beer, they wouldn't be drinking it. So I mean, I think it 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 says volumes about who they are and you know they've won awards for pilsners and clear beer and everybody just wants their ipas <laughs> i i haven't i've never had any of their pilsners like i've had their the heliocentrics and i mean, flannel weather is just it's like what oh, yeah. one of the best ipas i've ever had um, lazy river, river pills man you yeah pine, the pine really? creek uh yeah. is it pine creek pilsner too yeah that would yeah. just announce that today i saw on our group uh, Pinecone just I got announced. Pinecone, yeah. And now they're doing the zombie series with the all the pumpkin yeah, beers. Zombies are people too. Yeah, yeah. which I am. Uh, I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, I almost thought about driving two hours on Sunday. Maybe just go checking it out. You know, I had the thought about like, when are we going to make the drive up there? And now you know why they're posted all the time in our group. Yep, yep. exactly. So if you make the drive up there, there's a fun fact. Have you guys ever been to Bald Birds? Uh, yes. In you in have. Eagle. Or uh, in, uh, Audubon. in Audubon, yeah, 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 Audubon, yeah. yeah opening uh, a massive, massive facility in Jersey Shore, PA, which is really close to New Trail, hmm. and it's like 150,000 square feet. It's it's enormous. Yeah, I remember uh, seeing uh, seeing your guys post about that. Which yeah, it's opening this Friday, Friday right, Ted? It's it's very strange to me because, I, and I may have to give them another try. I've I went there and I was super unimpressed by their beer. You were early to you were early to Bald Birds. Yeah, they were in the middle of changing brewers too, so you should probably go back. They, okay. they yeah, I mean, around. Yeah, when I went, it was it was very very lackluster. Yes, you went early because I remember like just hearing that Bald Birds was opening, and then like you texted me that you were there with like, was did you bring Keegan to that or was that no. pre Keegan? That was that was pre Keegan, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was before your son. So you guys were no, there. No, no. It was post. It was post. Wasn't yeah, that because, like a first night out for my, you guys, wasn't it? No, he wasn't there. Um, yeah, no, he was there. He was there. You're right. Yeah. Now we're getting said, rambly. Um, yeah, we're getting no, rambly. my wife, my wife used to work at a, a daycare that was like right in front of Bald Birds. Um, so that I went right. there and 
just not impressed by it. I, I don't. I, I hear you know, nothing but good things. I feel like it has to be on. It yeah, no, I hear about them a lot, and I, I've always been confused because I just didn't have a good experience when I went there. Yeah. But you know, life's about second chances. I my friend, um, a guy I kind of went to college with, um, grew up with, he does all the photos that you see at all birds of all the uh, eagles, hawks, and like mm. the different birds in the oh. actual brewery. He did oh, all the cool. photos and stuff. Nice. All right, everyone, let's take a minute to talk about our first official sponsor of the podcast, Beer Belly's Clothing. Beer Belly's Clothing, passionate about craft beer and supporting local businesses, something we can all get on board with here at the podcast. Hell yeah. We, uh, the, he's a, a one-man uh, design team. You know, he's really the, the craft beer of craft beer clothing. Nice, nice. Good comparison. Yeah. Um, you can go on uh, beerbelliesclothing.com to check out all the designs for their tees, tanks, baseball tees, hats, neck gaiters, and they just added jackets and hoodies. Hoodie season. Yeah, for the fall season. Uh, and you can use BBF pod. The promo code will get you 20% off your entire order. Beer bellies look good while drinking beer. Cheers, buddy. Um, all right. Uh, getting thirsty again there? Yeah, you getting thirsty? Do we, do we crack, do we crack right. the caviac? I don't know. Do you guys know how to say this? How the, the proper way to say I think you, I think you had it right. I think it's caviac. Caviac, yeah, right? It's caviac. That's what caviac. we learned. Uh, yeah. We, we had a, we, we had a debate because, uh, uh, a guest we had on down in Florida said that a brewery down there, uh, had a beer called I Can Ride My Caviac with no hands. Yeah. So we're like, is it pronounced Kavike? Like, no, nah, it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely Kavik. Remember I Googled it that day. I Googled oh, yes. it that night and I was like, get the pronunciation. Kavik. I've heard both the owner of 10.7 and the owner of Wellcrafted call it Kavik. So I'm going to trust their judgment. Yeah, I'd, I'd say. Kavik. Yeah, I'm going to go with the brewery owners on that one. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, we're going to crack into our second beer. And if you want to follow along with us and find out what beer uh, we went into and what we rated it, you can follow us on Untapped at Best Best Friends Pod. That's at Best Best Friends P O D. It's always a different one, guys. Don't yeah. worry. Cut it. Right yeah. off. 40% <laughs> of his soundboard is just POD over here. <laughs> As it should be. Any good soundboard. And I guess we could say 15% of his actually crazy town. <laughs> um, they didn't hear that one. Yeah. Um, all right. <clears throat> um, you want to talk the, about this next one? Yeah, Dave? Dan. Give it to me. All right. So the next beer is keeping in line with uh, Stolen Sun here as our featured brewery. We're doing Hotter Than Kavik IPA by Stolen Sun Brewing Company here. Brewing and roasting company out of Exton, Pennsylvania. This is a New England IPA. Um, awesome description. This hazy IPA is brewed with a Norwegian yeast strain that ferments at extremely elevated temperatures and super fast. It makes no sense to us, but we tried it anyway. That's awesome. Generously hopped with El Dorado. HBC 586, Azaka, and Lemon Drop. 6% alcohol by volume, average rating on untapped of 3.84. We've uh, we've had a lot of uh, Kavik beers lately. I would say it's the hottest yeast strain right now. So hot right now. Hansel, so hot right now. Hansel. Kavik, you're muted, Chad. So hot right now. So hot That's right now. I've got this cough, so I'm trying to not like ruin the uh, sound. That's all oh, right. Uh, so yeah, we had uh Kavik. Uh, we had a homebrew Kavik. Uh, yes. 
strained uh, barrel-aged Saison. Was, was that our first Kavik? That was our first Kavik. Um, it was a barrel-aged um, Saison with Kavik. And with... Um, Hops and Charlie. Hops and Charlie, we had the Norse Star by Rebel Hill, which was uh, another Kavik IPA as well. Um, I think that was the one where I went, we have to have another Kavik IPA on yes. this. Yeah. And that one kind of far exceeded my expectations. But yeah, so I'm really excited about Hotter than Kavik. I am the... Uh, the resident hazy boy of the podcast, probably the resident yeasty boy of the podcast. I'd say okay. I, I can get down with yeast. I mean, I, I would say I'm, I'm a bit of a yeasty boy as well. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm boys. I'm interested to see this lemon drop. Let's get this. Uh, let's get this crack going. It's not what you think. <laughs> one. Oh, that's lemon drop in. Yeah. One, two, three. Such a good crack, Mike. It's a crack, Mike. <laughs> um, Pass me that glass there, sir. I probably should have just kept it over with me. I think I may have moved it. That might be on me. Elevated. Definitely spilled some on my computer. It's called, it's called, it's called sharing. Yeah. So until so I can't write articles tomorrow and then Chad starts screaming at me. <laughs> That's true. So um, a very yeasty smell. Yeah. Back in interesting aroma. I like just their approach to this beer being like, we have no idea how this works, but we're going to try it anyway kind of thing. <laughs> just like with their Ooh. description. <laughs> it makes no sense to us, but we tried it anyway. That was that's kind of my approach to this beer. Like when I cracked it, very yeasty here. So yeah. I'm really excited to try this one here. All right, boys. Yeah, not too hazy. Slancha. He's got his uh, over there. Cheers, sir. Yeah, we got our baby tankards. Yeah. There is like a little section. We can, we can put a little breweries and PA... Uh, Stick it right on that. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Almost bready on the back end. Yeah. I was going to say, very bad. earthy. It's a new flavor. It's very just heavy. Hazy IPA. Yeah. So when I heard lemon drop, I was like, am I going to get like a really like fruity, lemony kind of taste to this? I'm really getting an earthy kind of taste. On it's the almost hops. like a lemon grass instead of a lemon. Yeah. So uh, Chad and I tried a beer one time that was solely hopped by Lemon Drop. Remember that, Chad? I'm not going to mention the brewery. Yeah, I won't mention the brewery because that was. Rough. We had it, and I, I literally yeah, I just later like, got to be what like drinking Lysol tastes like. It was terrible. <laughs> that was exactly. It was exactly how I expected it to because they really dug in on the Lemon Drop description. Oh, it was it was literally like Lysol, or uh, it's what I imagine Lysol. <laughs> Message so us later down. about it. <laughs> Yeah, that's very earthy and bready. Yes, this I kind of liked how it is. Is like the little bit of hot bite left on the palate, but just that like yeasty, like earthy backbone of this. It's unique very, for a hazy IPA. It's very reminiscent of. I could see this coming from like experimental. Yeah, I was gonna say one of our past guests who does like to experiment with different types of yeast strains and um you know hot profiles. Yeah, this is definitely like something you would think that he would kind of yeah. concoct in his laboratory. Yeah, there's a there's an experimental hop in there too. That HBC, I, I have no idea what that is. So it could be lending it some flowers. HBC was in that double IPA we got from Ludlam. Oh yeah, the uh, the the double IPA number four. Yep, that mm. was hopped with HBC. Yeah. Hmm. Experimental hop. Interesting. It's an interesting beer. Um, it wasn't what I was expecting out of it when I heard like lemon drop was in it. It almost has like 
almost has kind of like a little bit of a malty flavor to yeah, it. Yeah, I was gonna say something like yeah. that, like earthy, malty, just like a good malt backbone to it. This is not what I was expecting at all from this beer. I know. When I when I brought it, I was like I was like, be prepared. I I try not to drink the beers before I come out here, but like my wife, I usually give a can to my wife and she has them. So she was like, you want to just give this a sip before you leave? And I was like, ah, fuck it. Let me try it. So, <laughs> so I, I, you know, I take my first sip, coat the palate and I take like a real sip of the beer. And I just got, I was just like, Oh, we're going to have fun with this beer. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about. <laughs> How most decisions are made. Oh, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, I'm never turned down a beer. So that yep. I've always learned. I'm just, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out what flavors are on my palate. Definitely feel the lemon drop coming through. Not strong, but. I think as it's warming up in yeah. my glass, I'm getting the lemon drop. That's Yeah, that's kind of what I'm noticing because I didn't notice it at first. But now. It, it's like a bread right to the lemon drop. Yeah. Almost like lingering lemon. Lingering lemon. I like that. Yeah. Um, the name of Chad and I's band. Lingering lemon. <laughs> that's, that, that's their 90s grunge band. <laughs> <laughs> um, we only play we only play pod cover songs <laughs> i can respect that yeah um <laughs> all right well i think um i might want to let this one linger a little bit yeah and uh this is a sipper right yeah. here this isn't like we started with the crushable one mm. which mm-hmm. actually to be honest i think mad out of nowhere just instituted the proper organization for our beers Yes. On accident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, cracked, <laughs> he cracked the first beer. We're like, oh, I guess we're using that one first. And it uh, worked perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I honestly, I thought this one, I thought uh, the sweet tang would have uh, killed our palate. It's so clean, this, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, What's the ABV on this one we're drinking now? I, I think you said it. I can't six. remember. It's a 6%. Six. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. It's a very light episode for yeah. us. Yeah. Probably a good oh, thing yeah. after yeah, the last episode. Absolutely. Um, so I don't have it up on my shelf right now, but uh, Dan and I both purchased the uh, the Black is Beautiful glasses from you guys. Um, and, uh, you know, the, we, we've been trying to feature the Black is Beautiful beers as much as possible. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, as much as possible on our, on our show. It's been kind um, of a personal mission for us. And, you know, we've talked about... Um, what you guys went through with the whole black is beautiful thing trying to get the grants, uh, for that. Um, but could you give us like a little bit of insight or like what, what happened with that? What all went down? Uh, well with the grants, it's actually, um, a little bit different. It wasn't exclusive to the black is beautiful, but it was a part of what we did with the black is beautiful. We, we tried to, um, for those that don't know, Pennsylvania offers a, a grant program for um, craft beer, and it could be any part of craft beer. It could be the producers and it could be the marketers. So uh, what you do is you apply for this grant and Pennsylvania, you know, award you based on, on, on your proposal, um, any, you know, any amount of money, whatever you, you know, ask for, essentially. And a part of that was we wanted to do a series of um a series of charity uh, giveaways, charity events, whatever it may be. Black is Beautiful, obviously, was one of them. Um, problem is, I guess we're not really good grant writers because somebody gave us some feedback that, like, 
the the ones that like got the money were the ones that actually had a, like an official grant writer write up their grant. I thought what we wrote up was pretty good. I think we put together like great. Seven, yeah, like we put together like seven pages of how we would use this money, what we would be able to do with it, all the good we would be able to do with it, because we are pretty charitable for an organization that really doesn't make a lot of money. Um, like, for example, our Black is Beautiful program raised $4,000 just yeah. in uh, glassware sales, and that was you know a good amount of that. Not, I shouldn't say good amount, but a, a chunk of that money came out of our own pockets to make that happen. Um, and unfortunately, Pennsylvania, so we did we did the grant two years in a row, the first year we got to the presentation portion where we presented to the board and they just said to us, you know, we do, we really don't understand your site. We don't understand how you guys operate. It just feels like it would be wasting money. It's to- really difficult to understand what we do, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, and I was going to say, there's nothing difficult it. about your, like, it's hard to understand us- your site. Uh, what part? <laughs> yeah, they- they pretty much told us. Um, and who's this know, new trail? For a lack, for a, yeah, <laughs> for a lack of better words, um, it would be like a waste of money to give you this money to, to, to try to promote Pennsylvania craft beer. And then the second year we did it, um, we put together our presentation and we didn't get past the the first round of uh, of kind of like the one pager, like here's here's your program, here's what we want to do. So now it's a running joke of, um, of us of saying like how we, we don't know what we're doing when it comes to promoting Pennsylvania craft beer. You're the only, I would say you're the only source promoting Pennsylvania craft beer. We, we make jokes. We make jokes. Unfortunately, the, you know, take it or leave it. But unfortunately some of the programs, a good amount of the programs that did end up getting this grant money are now defunct and not operating. Hmm. So I guess that's actually kind of a blessing for us because by not getting the money, we're still in operation. Yep. And yeah, apply again, you so you're at, saying there's, there's a chance. You're saying there's, there's a, a couple articles on our site about who was supposed to get what and how all the money was doled out. And it was interesting to see like a startup website who was trying to do exactly what we were, got a bunch of money and we didn't. So, and Pennsylvania, uh, it is what it is. Itself, Pennsylvania awarded itself, uh, six, six figures in, uh, in grant money to promote Pennsylvania craft beer. So that, that we found Wait, interesting. So, so you're, where's that going? You're telling me <laughs> that there's corruption <laughs> in the politics. I mean, t- take that for what it is. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I would so, say that. <laughs> so not, what we not, did was we kind of just said screw it and we doubled down and we just said um, we're going to put out more information than people can read and then they're going to know us in the next year or two. So we're on and, our way to doing that. But um, yeah, and like like I said, with the charitable initiatives, like we're just we're we're just scratching the surface on, on what we can do. Like I said, Black is Beautiful raised four thousand dollars. We did a veterans beer last year that raised twenty thousand dollars. So like we are still able to move forward, um, but it's just getting more creative with like advertising and whatnot dollars that are helping us do this versus what could be you know potentially grant money. And we've gotten to the point where we no longer apply for the grant. Like we'll get tagged in it all the time, and and we'll we'll always make jokes. We're like, oh, you know, somebody else should. Who knows what they're doing? Yeah, maybe next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least we don't have to prove to them what we're doing with the money. We just do it ourselves. Yeah, but the good news is, like I said, we're able to do a lot of good with uh, with the different initiatives as they come out. So we're still able to hit our goals and hit our missions that we put in that original grant proposal. You know, it's just taking a little longer. That's all. 
Well, I mean, it's just, I mean. I wouldn't not know where those six figures that Pennsylvania is using to promote craft beer, where they're going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, did, oh, did you guys know that September is Pennsylvania craft beer month? No, yeah. I did not. <laughs> well, it's not going to marketing. Yeah, they yeah, branded it, and they haven't done anything. So. I actually have a meme. I have a meme waiting to post. I'm probably going to post it at the end of the month because Visit PA branded September as, as Pennsylvania Craft Beer Month, but they they haven't. I mean, they didn't do anything last year. Honestly, the the whole initiative was just go out and visit your local brewery. That that was it. Like they didn't find it yourself. They got one logo made. Yeah, they got a logo made and that was it. They didn't like you know put together events or like. (laughs) You would think like this year with the current climate that they would like really push those advertising dollars to like help those small businesses and everything. So for a while they had a shell of a website and it only listed like forty of the over three hundred forty breweries in the state, and two of them were distilleries. They weren't even breweries. You guys just email them, be like, you guys want to borrow our map. (laughs) do you need help like give us some of the grant money we'll help you well in my 2020 when i'm elected president that that kind of thing won't happen corruption (laughs) will only funnel through me (laughs) not the states the states will be held accountable (laughs) i will be as corrupt as possible but I'll let Somebody. my I'll let my vice president a glass of Pilsner do all the talking yeah. because he's got nothing to hide and he's completely transparent. Yeah, you can see right through it. Um, Tom Pilsner, twenty twenty. All right, um, let's get into rating this beer. Yeah, you get, let it. Uh, you let it get a little more room temperature for you there. Yeah, I um. I guess I'll kick I'll kick you this whole kick shindig off. off. Um, it's definitely interesting. It's it, it it doesn't read like an IPA at all to me. It doesn't re- read like, I mean, they call it a hazy IPA. I guess it's listed as a New England on Untapped. Um, doesn't read. It, there, there's no bitterness to this. It's got at such all. a malt backbone to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just. I mean, I, I don't I don't even know what to say about this. It's like <laughs> it's lucky speechless. Yeah, I don't I, it's not it's, a, it's that's just, really hard to leave Tom speechless. He always has an opinion. Style. Like if if you were to rate this as a beer by itself, that'd be one thing, but to rate it as a hazy IPA is it's like, not a hazy IPA to me. Yeah. Like, I'm not, that's I, don't, tough. I mean that goes into it's the rating. technically hazy. You know, it kind of um, reminds me, but of- it has the mouthfeel of an IPA. It doesn't have the hoppy kind of flavor. It's like they IPA. didn't put any it's bittering so hops in there. Ready, like it's yeah. If I were to drink this blind, like I would look more towards a Marzen than I would an IPA. I was gonna say half a wizen because I, I get a little banana somewhere. I don't know. It's like a little banana. And it's it's, it's kind of heavy. I think like that's a so, half like the lemon too. drop. It's just like that. At the end, you're getting some sort of like citrusy fruity kind of sweetness at the end and i think that might be the lemon drop this really reminds me a lot of uh bond and stickman's collab the best beer brewed in all the commonwealth because it was a it was a beer we couldn't pinpoint and we couldn't really put like a style to it and how they brewed it and they wouldn't tell us what the style was. and they wouldn't tell you what the style just was. An ale, <laughs> it was just an ale flavored ale ethan was that's just like on the podcast going drink it <laughs> just that's, drink it that's on par for for bond place i'll tell you yeah we um have you guys have you guys uh, had any interaction with Sam from Bond? 
Oh yeah, we know. Yeah, you know, a Sam, lot. We actually have a running joke right now with Sam, where we're like, "How does anyone have any running anything with Sam?" <laughs> it, it's the last thing he tagged us in. The last thing that the Bond account tagged us in. I, I mean, I told Matt I watched. 19 times and i still didn't understand the video their videos make no sense with us they're so (laughs) like they're so tim and eric style oh yeah oh yeah like it's he's asked us to be in the videos too i mean i mean i'm sure we could be in one if we wanted to (laughs) yeah he he we've got this he's got this running thing with us right now where we're like the beer police or something like we're we're gonna you know. <laughs> that's on par that's on par yeah, I, I, I guess so if you go to our group like but, uh, you guys are like the like, police officer and tony hawk pro skater <laughs> like the special <laughs> character so we um, yeah, it's, it's tough to keep up with him our really only interaction so far with any with a with a a brewer is ethan from Stickman, and uh and he tried to get us in to have uh to have sam on and we just could never we couldn't really make it work. And then Bond and Stickman did their collaboration. So we were going to have both of them on. And of course, you know, like an hour before we had the podcast, Sam had to flake out. And he, but, he said he was like covering the bar or whatever. Then. It's always that's always the excuse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, in his defense, he's, he's a little crazy. I mean, he. A little, a little, yeah. We had we had seven <laughs> different little. variations of Sam in that chat. I referred I to say, him. I, I I referred to him as the Andy Kaufman of the craft beer world. Oh yeah. If you good, can go a, there, the spiral, uh, and like take a time before they open one day, that's probably your best bet because you're you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of character out of out of one guy. Yeah, Sam's yeah. like that. Uh, was that M Night Shyamalan like split? Like every now and then it'd just be like a different person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Ethan kind of verified that he's just like, he's just a troll. Like he's <laughs> just, his whole life is trolling people. <laughs> it's so he, I mean, if you watch their account, he has created a different account that trolls people. So you can find that out if you watch. The oh, account. is that, is that a little Easter egg in one of his videos? Yeah. Well, no, it's on it. section. All right, so we got to go in the comment section for that one. Oh no! Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm doing fun. this right after. That's the a rabbit hole. One of us. Um, there's a couple in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to we need to get up to Bond. Yeah, we're gonna make it our personal. I, I have heard they make spectacular beer. They really do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're if you're gonna go up to Bond, and I would suggest you also talk to Lost Tavern while you're up there too, if you haven't yet. And uh, what, what's the, list, the what's definitely. the other one? McCall's. McCall's. Yeah, McCall's just yeah. brand new. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Lost so Tavern's Kenny, been on my Kenny, radar. Kenny over at Lost Tavern would probably do the podcast with you guys. He's a great dude. Um, we just need to do a whole back I can't think good enough stuff about Kenny, Chad. What, what am I missing? He hates that I'm a Cowboys fan. Well, yeah, well, well, it was uh, it was it was nice having Chad on the podcast. Yeah, uh, it's, it's been real, dude, guys. Hey, Matt, hang in there. How do you do a breweries and BA website? <laughs> Yeah, but I would have like respected more if you were a Steelers fan. <laughs> but eighty percent of like the pro Eagles posts that you see come from me. So he does a good job of faking it. Okay, well, fake it till you make it. I got I got a lot of Cowboys in my fantasy league, so it's it's fine. All right. Granted, it was it was really auto, brought it, the, it was auto drafted. So. Leave it leave it to a Cowboys fan to bring this podcast to a screeching halt. 
<laughs> really nice knowing you guys. Thanks for the beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get let's get yeah, back let's, to this let's beer. Re- uh, um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard for me to rate this as an IPA. It's just it's it's not reading like one. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's great. I, I'm everything that I've had with the the Kavik strain um, has been very enjoyable. Yeah, I enjoy it as a beer. Um, as a beer, I would rate it. Uh, you know, a four, four, two, five, but as an IPA, I mean, I, I would say maybe a three, seven, five. It's just not, if I'm, t- if, if someone says like, what's and a this good is hazy like IPA, a, this is like a, it's like a thing red line right here because we want to rate it as a beer and enjoy it. But you know, mm-hmm. we're trying to rate it by the style because we, you know, we want to rate by style. And right. It's like kind of our mission with these, uh, with these untapped ratings. Yeah, so I'm gonna go three seven five is because it's just not reading as an IPA to me. I get it. I'm gonna go with a. Uh, I'm gonna go with a four on it. Okay. Um, I started at a three seven five with it. I actually enjoyed it more as it got to room temperature. I think it got a little bit more bitter, which I enjoyed, um, but it still had that like has that nice like malty backbone to it that. I mean, obviously, it's not reading as an IPA because of that, but at the same time, it's kind of different, and I kind of like that. I'm not going to go anywhere above four, but I'm going to keep it at four just out of sheer enjoyment of the beer. Okay. How do you guys feel about it? Um, you know, well, I think I think I said before, I think the IPA part of it to me is the mouth feel, right? It's got that that mouth feel to it. I don't. I mean, it is hazy. I don't know. I'm just drinking out of the can, but um, if I'm going to, you know, how dare you, how dare you drink straight out of the can? How dare you not pour it out and take a picture of it? <laughs> right. I forgot Hashtag proper glassware. <laughs> I know. I just picked it up from your house. And I, <laughs> so Chad was sick and I was sick and I haven't seen him in three weeks. So, um, just finally got my mug. Um, yeah, but anyways, I, I think, um, you know, the fact that they say it makes no sense, but we tried. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty uh, humbling, right? We, we gave it our best shot. We're going to keep trying. <laughs> we don't know how it works, but hey, we're going to do it. <laughs> Dude, but that takes that takes balls. Yeah. When you yeah. put out a beer, you have no clue what the yeast does to it, and you packaged it, and you sold it. So I, I give them credit for trying. Um, it's different than other Kavik beers I've had. You know, I've had 10 cents. I've had Levante's. Um, I think the lemon drop kind of changes this for me. It gives me that bready on the back. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go four, uh, just because I think, it, 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 you know, for what it is, I think it, it still is tasty. I don't think it's true to really any style right now. It's kind of a morphing of the two. But, yeah. Um, it's not like I would drain pour it. I mean, it's so good. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't drain pour this at all. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Right, as you drink it, as you finish it. You know, I wouldn't drain burgers at all. For as many beers as we've had on this podcast, I think we've only had one drain pour, right? We've only had one, yeah. Was it Was it one? Was that a PA beer? It was. Well, I mean, we, we, how are we? We can't, we're not hiding anything. Yeah, I was going to say the episode's out there. Yeah. And we actually had a redemption episode with them. Where yeah. we had another, it, it was a stout, and then we had a better stout from them. It and was then we said okay. It was Billberry Hill from Levante, their blueberry stout. Oh, okay. And um, do you guys know what cardamom is? Yeah. So yeah, if you're familiar with cardamom, and you know, if you are 
a person who enjoys it than you enjoy black licorice and you're a psychopath. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they should have called. Yep. They should have just named that beer a Robitussin style stout. Yeah, like there wasn't oh. blueberry. Like it just and I guess that was like late into the episode for us and this was a long episode yeah. so we were a little uh and we we all three of us had crowlers of it yeah and we all had crowlers oh. of it too oh, that's cool. so, <laughs> so like we rated it high and then the next episode we had to come back and do a rebuttal based on just how awful it really was for us <laughs> so after the episode this drain pours oh no no yeah it was it was a drain pour after the episode and then for me it was a drain pour the next day in the toilet yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, he, yeah, Tom, Tom had um, you, a rare Tom moment because yeah. you don't do that often. Yeah, I'm not I, get, a, I get those texts and I I save them because <laughs> I have to go back historically because you're like I haven't puked in a while. I'm like actually, <laughs> I have to go back into my uh, drive and find Man, the last was, time you did it. <laughs> I don't know what it was, and we 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 talked about it. it. Was I mean Levante is a great brewery. And um, yeah. We thought they're very we, humble too. They know if they miss a mark, they they come out and say it, and so they're trying to make it. The yeah, whole I mean. the whole situation was weird because we uh, I had to call them because they their Billberry Hill was sold out on their website, and I called them and I said, "Do you have any left?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll get you some crowlers." So we were thinking like they were just like scraping the bottom of the of the barrel on that one, and just like. Barely yeah. scraped us maybe, out like yeah, three maybe, crowlers. Maybe we should have just went with that. Okay, it's sold out. We'll try another one. But yeah, um, we, we, <laughs> you live and you learn. We we did feature their black is beautiful, and that was a redemption stout from them. That, yeah, that's and the I heart the eighties and the I heart the eighties IPA was amazing. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. Um, great options. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, uh, they, uh, when they first started like a long time ago, their beer was not nearly on the level it is now, and. uh you know, they, the one bottle they put out was exploding. I don't know if you remember that, Chad. Mm-hmm. The the porter that they first put out, uh, the first IPA they put out. It was, was like that Samsung great. phone that just always exploded. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like so it was a beer they couldn't bring they on airplanes. Come a long way, but they're also the first people to admit that they weren't making up to par beer. I mean, it's like night and day different compared to what they make now. Yeah. Um, they figured it out. It's nice to see yeah. progress, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I don't. I feel like we had another drain pour, but I'm not sure. Like I'm not, I'm blanking on it. It wasn't as memorable as that one. Because yeah, that of, one was memorable only because of uh, the lingering after effects and having to come back. And before we brought on a new guest, we had to bring on the guest from last week and do a re, like a yeah a, a whole rebuttal. We erased our we erased our untapped rating and put another untapped rating in there uh, and said redacted. And are, there any, <laughs> are there any styles of beer or additives that you guys can't? drink or don't drink at all yeah um, you can start all right there's i'm very opinionated on uh on beer uh i hate the smoothie style the smoothie sour style hate it um i have very strong feelings uh for a certain brewery that is located in hatfield and Pottstown. um okay. that does uh, <coughs> smoothies um Enough to. <laughs> um, I'm just I, I don't get it. Uh, it's not beer. Um, I like and it, it's something that this brewery, a, a term that this brewery has coined uh, kind of tongue in cheek, like backhanded uh, a beer flavored beer. I like beer flavored beer. Um, so I'm not like a big like I don't like the milkshake style IPAs. Um, 
I'm just kind of like I'm kind of. You're sick. not a, like a heavily fruited guy. Like you don't like no. a heavily fruited beer. No, you know I I like fruit when it's done well. Like uh, like with a gosa, like, like tastefully. Yeah, like bug juice. I I really enjoyed that from Stickman. Like I enjoyed the tang. Um, I I just don't like I I'm not a big fan of the lactose style anymore. Like I just don't. It's just so overplayed now. Like every time, yeah. like like. I see somebody, oh, we're doing four, we're releasing four cans. They're all double IPAs. I'm like, all right, cool. Like a a very easy style. Thanks, guys. Um, So easy to produce, easy to make money off of. I'm, I'm, I I respect the hustle. I've become like the, uh, I've become the crispy boy of the podcast. Like I look for like a a Pilsner. I like a nice, like Mm -hmm. crispy lager. Um, I'm always looking for something like workhorse then. Love workhorse. Yeah, I would. Ju- I just drank their hazy lager, um, which was. I, I've been trying to get him into more workhorse. Um, yeah, I, I would say they are just they stick to like those classic methods and they do it very well. Yeah, yeah, um, oh yeah. I like that. Like the Mexican style lager was getting big for a, a minute. Um, <laughs> I like. I like people that I like breweries that try to do you know different styles um, rather than just. It, it it's tough because we've talked to Ethan about it and he's like, you know, he wants to do everything but double IPAs, but double IPAs are what sells and he has a business to run and employees to pay. So he's like it. it he's kind of like, you know, in between a rock and a hard place. So I like I get it. But at the same time, it's like, you know, be a little experimental. Yeah. Well, you would like uh, Brothers Kirshner too. I don't know where you guys are located, but they're not far from where Chad is. And yep, skip back. So. I just went there uh, for the first time uh, two weeks ago. Um, they're they're Oktoberfest this weekend, Chad. Yeah, the nineteenth. So I think we're gonna go, uh, but they're gonna have all their their Marzen on and all that stuff. So nice. Your favorite flavored beer? Yeah, it's my favorite Marzen of in the entire state. Well, favorite Marzen I've ever had. Hmm. Oh, I wow. just got a I just got Stickman's Mars and then a little inside baseball. It was a they they submitted for GABF. Oh, nice! So they're uh they're pretty proud of that. Uh, that feel confident about it. Yeah, yeah. I, nice. I, I mean that's that's Ethan's style. Is he's he he has a German background, so yeah, might as well submit it then, right? Yeah, Dan, uh, you have any any beer styles that you don't like? Man, you're gonna make me bring this up, and you like kind of get kind of gave me a little bit of a. Uh, it was just a style that I don't hear like people say like I don't like that. I just I don't search them out. Mm-hmm. I don't prefer them. I don't. I wouldn't say I hate them. I wouldn't like take a sip and go yuck about mm-hmm. it. I just don't like wheat beers. I just never go for them. Like it's just not a style of beer where I'm just I drink it. And I'm like I'm gonna enjoy this. I would just I'll I'll try it. I'll sip it and I'll go. Eh, it's, it's pretty good. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, weepers are just not my thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not their thing. That's all right. Yeah, that's the beauty of beer. There's so many styles and so many people are making them that you don't have to like everything. It's just it's weird, it, and like it came off really just like off like casually with you, mm-hmm. and I was just like, yeah, I'm just not big in the wheat beers, and you just go, what? Yeah, it was just <laughs> like it, it took him well, by such surprise drink. where like I, it's just like a style like I've never heard anyone say like. Man, I really hate wheat beers. It's, it's like, like I just don't like them. If that's like anything, like it, that's like that's beer. Like I, if I think of like a beer, I'm thinking like wheat beer. Like that's beer flavored beer. 
Not it's my like, thing. what's what's the main ingredient of beer? Well, wheat. Not my thing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, I, it, beer is definitely a, a different strokes. You know, Dan's like a Dan's a hazy boy. I love my hops, though, too. Yeah. And like you said, you brought up Workhorse. Um, did you guys have their brand new American Pale Ale that they uh, released this year? I have not had uh, that. I'd imagine it's very delicious. So many, I haven't had that. Yeah, no. their, their APA was, I mean, even their West Coast IPA, they when they it, when they nail a style, they nail it. Like Nate, their West not, was amazing. Their hazy this. pilsner was phenomenal. I mean, yeah, I, every beer is, is you're right, nailed specifically to that style. Yeah, like if you were to is. like take a style guide to it and everything, like especially the West Coast. The West Coast, I would say, is probably one of the best West Coast IPAs on the East Coast. And it's like right up there with Bine, like from Root Down. And they that's a brewery that has like absolutely zero clout. Like I see no, a couple of their ads out there, but yeah, yeah. they don't they don't really like never well, hear Nate, anyone like talk about Nate has an impressive brewing background, you know, with Victory and, and Devil's Backbone before Devil's Backbone sold to, you know, the devil. But uh, <laughs> I mean we 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 know the owner we know the owner really well. We've held uh, several events there, going on our third event now, I think, with him. It's a great um, space down he, there. I mean, we, we, we were talking to him before the place was even open and he, he wanted to make the next big brewery that just makes approachable beer. He was like, look, and he named names at the time. So I, I won't speak on his behalf because he asked me not to, but he's like, we don't want to be like X brewery where we're just, you know, putting out ridiculous can labels and like ridiculous names to our beer. He's like, when we release a beer, we want it to be you know, workhorse lager, workhorse pills. Yeah. Their artwork is great because it has that consistency to it. And it's just that minimalistic style. He wanted to open the next victory. I mean, he didn't say this, but like I could say this for him. He wanted to open the next victory. He wanted to open a brewery that brewed beer for the masses, but that made it super approachable for people Mm. and didn't like, you know, offend or didn't overwhelm people just made a beer that people were like, Hey, and he's also an entrepreneur by nature. Like he even said, he's like, I'm not a craft brewer. Like my background is entrepreneurship. Like he wanted to, he took, cause we, we interview brewers all the time, right? Like all the time. And they're always, you know, they always have this for the most part, the same background. It's a home brewer that makes really good beer and wants to get it out in the market. He took the opposite approach. He was like, I want to make a really good brewery, but that's, you know, large and is a big business and makes a lot of money because that's the entrepreneur side of me. And that's why he brought in Nate, who Matt referred to earlier, who's the brewer, but he's also, Nate's also a partner in the brewery. Like he's part, a part owner you know, because he wanted to bring somebody in who brewed at, at such a large scale, but brewed approachable beers, as Matt said, for victory, for Devil's Backbone. So, like, you're always going to get an approachable beer for Workhorse because that's just their mentality. And they're and doing, they make a ton of it. Yeah, we we've talked ad nauseum about how difficult it is to brew a style, a brew a beer consistently. The same beer over and over and over and over again. And that's what you don't see. Yeah. You don't see workhorse putting out uh, on Instagram every week. Like, oh, we're releasing this and we're releasing this. It's always the same. You're getting you got your Margarita Gosa. You got your Hazy Lager. You know, you get your APA. Uh, You know, it's just West Coast. Their New England is a classic New England, too. Like their New England (laughs) is exactly what. I guess what you would say is like, it's that classic new England. You can drink out of a can. 
Like you don't have to pour that. Yep. Yeah, you don't have to pour that in a glass. You just drink that right away. Yeah, yeah it's I, smooth. It's not gonna. It's not gonna ruin your palate. I mean, it's what's. It's probably like mid sixes if I had to guess. I mean, oh yeah. I don't even think Nate wanted to make that. Chad, <laughs> I think. I think he just was like, all right, I'll make it because everybody else. Yeah, makes, I mean, I, I think I, at this yeah, point, he's like, I'm gonna make food. it, but I'm gonna surprise everybody with it when they see it in a glass. <laughs> yeah. Like, are you sure that's in New England? <laughs> yeah, I, you I can't, can't run a brewery and not make a New England. Yeah. I have yeah. a certain. I mean, their porter is phenomenal. Their stout was really great. That oatmeal stout was great. Um, their anniversary beer all, that they did with Kunda was awesome too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have all a the, beer flavored beer they make is is I think the best. The Marzen, the you know, I think they had a Doppelbach that I tried. Oh, they had a Black Lager that I really loved. Um, I think did they make a Black IPA, Chad? I don't. I don't. I'm on like a personal mission to get breweries to make black IPAs and black lagers because <laughs> nobody makes them. <laughs> so, uh, what's that place in uh, the Poconos does the black IPA? Um, Barley Creek? Barley Creek. Yeah. Yeah, they named it after uh, mm-hmm. a, fr- a family friend of mine. So they, they do Tommy's black IPA oh, up there. Very cool. Um, or uh, black is beautiful was a black IPA. Style. I, have a, I have a certain respect for, uh, for breweries that do, you know, large scale consistently you know there you have to have a certain respect for that oh, totally. you know it might not be the it might not be the coolest thing to to be drinking at the moment but you know you know at least you know every time you go in there you know what they're going to have and you know it's going to you know what it's going to taste like well i think there is this large audience of people that are not like craft beer nerds where it's like i need the latest hazy ipa i think there is a large audience of people that are just like i just want a beer that i can sit at home and just enjoy, enjoy. yeah i think that definitely fits the the market and i would say workhorse is doing a great job at it because if you've ever been there like that facility is not cheap to run they've got some of the no, largest a big facility yeah it's a 70,000 square foot facility. They're not using all 70,000 square feet, but I mean, to run the electric through that, to run the heat, all that, you know, to employ the staff that they employ. So obviously the, you know, more approachable style beers are, are working for them. And I was, I was just at Wegmans earlier today and they have a huge workhorse display right now. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're big in there. He, uh, Remember when I told you that, Chad? I was yeah. like, Dan talked to somebody because he got prime placement. He pushed. Dan knows what he's doing. He's a good marketer and he's a really good business person. Funny and enough, the the top that. the top shelf of the workhorse display, new trail. <laughs> oh, yeah. It hatchet hatchet and broken heels. Oh man, just coming once in again, there. Oh, once again, our group is a microcosm into the world of Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All yes, right. We ask that you don't judge us on the group, but actually the content that we produce. <laughs> so, um. Chad, we need we we do need your rating to uh, to close this bookend this thing. Yeah, so I I have my rating. Um, I I think it's been said, you know, obviously a while ago, but it's been said about this beer that you know it's it's good on its own merit, but when you call it a hazy IPA, it's a bit confusing. Um, and I guess when it comes to my rating. I don't know. I, I, I try to rate on style because let's face it, that's what a lot of people look to. They look to the style and then decide, okay, well, what's it made of? And I don't know if, if you were to, I, I, th- I think I said this earlier, if you were to blind taste test this with me and say, all right, this is a hazy IPA and I didn't look at the ingredients and I just drank it the way it was, 
I would say you're lying to me. Um, <laughs> so that being said, it's it's a it's a good beer. Don't get me wrong, um, but you know, from a rating standpoint, I'd, I'm going to go three five. All right, Dan's got some math to do. I know, man. We're all we're all around there. <laughs> um, so we're right. looking at about three point eight. So three seven five. Three seven five. All right, run. All right, so we'll do three seven five. Yeah, we don't pay for it. Three seven five. Um, so I have one more question laid out here and it kind of goes along with, uh, what, what you just asked us. Um, so what, uh, what's your, what's your guys' favorite style of beer between the both of you? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's a tough question because of like, I've been, I've been stalking brothers Kirshner like a hawk because they are right like they're five minutes from me and they do make my favorite marzen um of all time so i've been like stalking them like a hawk for that marzen so like as we're talking about this i'm like i love marzen oktoberfest um but that's also because that's all that's been in my head for the for the last like two weeks um (laughs) but if you were to say to me like okay you can only have one style of beer for the rest of your life i would probably say like a pale ale something that's approachable doesn't have too many uh, you know adjuncts in it okay. just tastes like a like a beer that i could sit down and enjoy several of um so that's probably where i'm at but you know as of right now i'm full bore not that i go into stout season when it gets colder because i was chugging black is beautiful left and right and you know based on just its merit alone not the not the charitable aspect of it um but if if not that you know definitely stouts and marzins yeah. Oh, and uh, as I'm remembering now, if you guys haven't had the uh, Locust Lane Black is Beautiful yet, go out and grab that because that one has been the tops for me. At least. Has it been? Okay. We grab that, yeah. I'm trying to I think. think. I've had so it. many that I can't remember. I'll text, I'll text Jason. <laughs> it's like a quintessential perfect uh, Imperial Imperial Stout. Put that in your fridge for the next fridge clearing that you guys do yeah. on your social media. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's coming. Yo, I'm next, man. I'm next, Chad. I'm just, over here. <laughs> I've just gotten over a, a two week uh sickness, so my, my fridge is uh my fridge is hurting. Uh, in a good way. I dropped off way. some beer to you. Dropped off some beer to you. I know. Okay. There's not much room in there. So Matt Matt, uh, same question for you. What uh, what's the what's the style what's your go to uh, style? We just drank his favorite. Chad, so. Chad knows the answer to this. Um <laughs> Hazy IPA. I, I love hazy IPAs. I just, I, you, you know, I uh, fellow yeah. hazy boy over here just warms <laughs> my heart. When I started beer, yeah. I hated hops, and I didn't think I'd ever like IPAs. I got into them hard, and I for somehow hops like I love them now. Like it just switched. Um, it's an acquired taste, I think. But um, yeah, you know, yeah. besides that, uh, the two styles that I told you I was trying to push on brewery, uh, black IPAs and black lagers. I think they're underrated they don't sell well but i think they taste phenomenal um uh, the black oh looks like matt's what there we go we're back oh we got you okay (laughs) back. yeah the black lager that i have from workhorse is great um but you know i am known to crush a bunch of esds when i find them um it's another style that's not made a lot yeah um I'd say oh, yeah. that's a that's a Bond specialty. Yeah, they do a good one. Oh, I love me. Oh my god. It looks delicious, man. We gotta get up there. Yeah. Let's, let's road trip. Yeah. 
Bowie, I mean, just plan it out because you guys are going to have to hit at least four breweries. So. Yeah, I know. It's, there's so many up there. Yeah. It's a long yeah, Uber. Just, yeah. Long Uber. So I don't know if you guys are able to answer this question, but uh, what have do you have a favorite brewery that you've been to? Oh Matt's Matt's a little uncomfortable with uh with you know giving favoritism. In fact, uh, the fact that you guys asked him to rate a beer, I honestly didn't think he was gonna rate it. <laughs> I, I really thought Matt was like gonna it. say this is a good beer and you should drink it. Um, but he rated <laughs> it to his credit. Um, so I'll start and then, you know, hopefully we'll get some courage out of him to, to give you some, um, <laughs> if but you need more me, liquid courage out of the fridge, now's the time for me. Um, I'll, I'll give you like a few of my favorites and then I'll give you like my number one. Um, but, but you know, for me, you, you definitely need to try out the proper in Quaker town. Um, you definitely need to try out, um, stick city out in Mars PA, which is about 45 minutes North of Pittsburgh. Um, and then you definitely need to try out 11th hour in grist house in Pittsburgh. So those are the ones that like, I feel you definitely need to go out of your way. Oh, and mad chef, just because of that menu. Like that's absolutely phenomenal. My, favorite though like if i had to only go to one brewery um and and this is a little bit you know personal for me um but it would be free will out in percocy and the main reason Very being nice. is yeah. is i i grew up in the percocy area like i was drinking their beer before it was even legal to sell a, a pint in a tap room like before you could you, the only way you could get beer in a tap room was through samples um i've been drinking their beer since but they've but they've stayed consistent since then it's not just because this is some sort of nostalgic brewery for me they've stayed consistent since then so like if if you were to say to say to me like hey you can only go to one brewery for the rest of your life it's going to be free will i mean get a craggle today it's going to taste like craggle fruit Three years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, correct. John, John, you know, and his team over there are are doing phenomenal things. Uh, you know, they're mm-hmm. they're they, they know beer really well. You know, they promoted from or they, their people have gone on to do bigger and better things, which shows Stick you like man. they know they know what they're doing in there. Um, their their beer is just you, you don't get a bad beer there. Like you go there and, and we have an, we have something coming up next week. Or next month, I'm sorry, that we'll yeah, be promoting soon. Well, which we're going uh, to uh, We did a collaboration with them last year for Halloween um, called Sharing Size. We've put out three variants of Sharing Size so far, and we're going to do. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if we've talked about it. I don't know if it's going to be another variant or just the original, which I'm cool with. The original it's, delicious. No, it's going to be four different ones. So okay. It's going to be oh, yeah. oh. essentially, I mean, we could say it on here, but it's essentially going to be a Sharing Size Day. Kind of like they do Ralphius Day or in Ella. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we'll sharing size is a, is we'll a stout. It, yeah, we'll make an event out of it. It's supposed to be like a candy stout or whatever, but you know, it's like chocolate stout or a, um, what a peanut butter chocolate stout. Um, and yeah, I've been pushing for mixed stout, four packs. Oh. Been pushing for mixed four packs because I think it'd be interesting to come in and grab one of each, right? Instead of having to buy a four of each. Oh, so yeah. nobody's going to buy. Yeah, awesome. I'd be on board with that, especially yeah. since I'd probably like. I'd probably age those. 
Oh yeah. They're, they're really good age. I have, I think I still have two more in my refrigerator. I think the last one I had was about a month ago and, uh, and, and we put it out over a year ago at this point and, and they're really good. They, we they had hold an up. aged Ralphius on the, uh, podcast actually. Yeah. From 2016, 2016. Yeah. We had a 2016 Ralphius. Yeah. I have a 2017 in my, uh, in my, in my, uh, or no, 2018 maybe because I think it's the Dude, year. I had was more. You guys have everything from last year, this past Ralphie's Day. I had s'mores and vanilla. The other one, they were they were great. It's funny that uh, it, Free Will is the the brewery that kind of turned me to the crispy side. Yeah, really got no. him into like the yeah. lagers and everything. We I mean, had Verg uh, Vergnugen set had or Berg whatever, Nugan, and then we had their um, pale the or we had the. Um, the hells. Yeah. The hells. Yeah. I mean, they doubled down on, on the crispy style this year. Like I know, um, sun, what was it? Sunsetter. I think that's it. it. Uh, we had uh sun, sunset, sun servant, sun servant. Yeah. Sun servant. That was the hellas. And then Berg Nugan was the pale lager. We had, yeah, yeah it was a pale lager. That one was just full, full beer. Well, and they consistently make, you know, great sour saisons. They kill them stout. They're making amazing yeah. IPAs. Like, that's what I'm saying. Know, they still do it. They used to have sour time. Saturdays or something. Sour Sundays. Yeah. Sour Sundays. Sundays yeah. Well, they have a huge barrel aging system over there too. Oh, like very the impressive. Downstairs there is just absolutely absurd how much they do, and that's what I'm saying. Like you can go there and get a good style of beer regardless of what your palate is. So, you know, again, it's it's part nostalgia for me, but then part just it's a good brewery that you I've just never gone there and had a bad beer. Now I am interested to hear Matt's answer on this. Thing. <laughs> God, I hate I hate choosing. Um, He's very uncomfortable with this. I mean, I'll echo first of all, Echo Stick City because all their clear beer is phenomenal. Um, their Kolsch was great. Their lagers are great. Everything I've had there is phenomenal. Uh, I think they need more recognition. They're a little bit outside of the city and in Pittsburgh, and uh, they're phenomenal. Um, you know, I do love Dancing Gnome. I love Eleventh Hour and Grist. Those are two of my favorites out there. Um, but if I had to go, probably my top. Oh, this is hard. Um, I, I <laughs> Forest and Maine's probably going to be. It's a hidden gem, man. That's Ambler, isn't it? People, yeah. yeah, not a lot of people really give them. I think too much attention, and I think I will walk in there outside of COVID, right? And you sit down, and you can grab two beers on hand pump. You can have, you know, an ESB, a lager, an IP, like all across the board with two bars, right? You go to the other bar and they probably have a lot more, but it, to me, they're just knocking it out of the park. I mean, the Saisons are phenomenal. Um, I just think they're the best hidden brewery that nobody really cares about right now. It's not the first time I've heard this. No. Uh, also, as like um, a self-diagnosed label shopper, they have great artwork too. Oh, yeah. Their artwork is very creative. Yes. And the food's great, too. So, I mean, I know we're talking about beer. But I mean, it's okay. I'm else? getting hungry, too. <laughs> hand pump. And, I mean, not many people even have a hand pump. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, last question. Um, we could do the best beer that you've had, or you could do like best beer you've had this year. Um, like, what's a, what's a standout beer to you guys? Oh. Yeah. I mean, Milky Milky Shaky Shaky from Ten Seven is some of my favorites. Strawberry and the Peach were phenomenal. Oh wow! I know 
fake beers. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was going to say, I love nope. 10, seven. And, um, I think the classic milky, milky, shaky, shaky was good. Um, but yeah, like the fruited ones, it's, yeah, it's not my palate, but yeah, they were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, you go chat. I'll sneak by everything else. Yeah. I mean, all time, I think I've, you know, I've said it a couple times, like the brothers Kirshner Marzen is just, I mean, I had the, First time I had it was last year, and it's become one of my favorite styles uh, to date. Um, all time, not to kind of continue to, you know, beat down on the on the free will drum, but but back in 2015, uh, free will made a beer called a bread bread monster, uh, which I've been here we go. <laughs> I've been trying to get I've been trying to get uh, free will to make you know since pretty much we started this site. And uh, it still obviously hasn't been successful, but that was like... I even texted John last week for you. Right? And he's that's, like, I'll see what we can do. <laughs> that's that's my one beer that like is like probably my holy grail. Um, as far as more recently goes, and this, this is tough because it's a bit of an unfair advantage because the two beers are poured a bit differently than normal beers. But the Czech Pilsner from Human Robot and the Czech Pilsner from Stick City out in Mars BA, they're both poured off of uh, side pull taps, which is really what a Czech Pilsner should be poured off of. Um, and those are two of the probably best Pilsners you're going to you know ever drink in your life. That's also a new article on uh, Brewers and PA. I think you guys do a side tap uh, little mm-hmm. article right there. Yep. We interviewed we interviewed the, the brewer owner at Stick City um, because that was literally the first time we had ever had it. Um, and then we found out Ryan at Warwick had also had one, so we, we interviewed him as well. So yes, that is up on the Warwick is, is so up freaking on the site good. Currently, but Human Robot has one, and Stick City has one. I mean, McAllister has one. Uh, Warwick has one. They are getting a little bit more popular, but the Czech pills. Human Robot. Side pull off a human robot and the check pilsner on the side pull at, at Stick City. If those are on draft, just drop what you're doing and, and get it. Yeah, I, we always. I, I mean, I, at least for myself, I just been hearing human robot nonstop. Well, yeah, I guess yeah. in our inner circle yeah. within the um, past guests we've had on, yeah. just speaking at nauseum about human robots, so it's on our Word. list. Yeah, they're great people and they're making great beer. I mean, they're doing everything. I mean, they're doing the fruited sours. They're doing yeah, so that's a bullshit and pilsners and IPAs and um, yeah, they got a cool little spot there. I mean, obviously post COVID, it's it'll be good to go to. But like, I went there pre COVID and it's a it's a nice. It's not a lot of space, but it's definitely a good spot to just hang out. Yo, Ken saved me some of the Transformers glasses. I have to go soon. You're very excited about that. I'm so excited. <laughs> so they make glasses with transformers on them, and it's what? Like, yeah, I'd be yeah. very excited they, about that. Yeah, right. They sell out like crazy. Um, People love transformers. Yeah, yeah. It's more than meets so the eye. I'm gonna add. I'm gonna add two beers from Dancing Gnome to my favorites, and that's gonna be Lustra and Spy Dolphin. Those are delicious. So if you haven't had them, those are some two of my favorite beers. All right. I like so it. Yeah, Ooh, hazy boys. <laughs> yeah, that makes funny, but whatever. It's IPAs. Who cares? I mean, they're good beers. Don't get me wrong. I I love both those beers. I'll what happens them. when there was a little bit left over at Dancing Gnome from the one event? A little bit. There was a quarter keg left that I pretty much kicked Somebody myself. Somebody took the keg home. <laughs> yeah, I drank the shit. Yeah, out of that I'm thing. jealous of those fridge clearings. I just sit there on your story and I just watch it. I'm just like, oh, look at you guys. <laughs> a couple of those guys barely made it. <laughs> I wasn't there for that. Yeah. It is. All right. Maybe we can 
guys next time. <laughs> I I think we would we would oblige. We would we would oblige. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you pulled my arm. I guess I'll go. <laughs> um, we have a we have a little mini fridge that we uh we will clear at some point. What? Maybe we'll have you guys on for a fridge clearing. Yeah. We uh, yeah, we got to clear this too. Yeah. Those are the best. Um, so yeah, we'll wrap this up. Um, we appreciate you guys coming yeah, on. Thanks a lot, man. This is, yeah, this is very great, fun. Guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hope you guys, uh, you know, had as much as fun as we did. Um, thank you for having us. Yeah. Dan, you want to, yeah. Uh, so obviously I know Tom had gone over this, um, at the intro, but everybody who's listening to the podcast, if you liked what you heard, um, you know, subscribe, rate and review. Um, tell us how much you like the episode. Um, subscribe to hear future episodes. Give us a rating. Uh, follow us on social media. Uh, Instagram and Facebook are at Best Best Friends Pod. That's at Best Best Friends P O D. Um, we also have an email address if you want to send us any uh, beers that we should try, any breweries that we should look into, possibly having on the podcast. Uh, our email address is best best friends pod. That's at best best or uh, best best friends p o d. Ending strong, ending strong on it. That's awesome. At gmail.com. All right, and uh, you can follow our guests. Uh, I highly recommend it if you are uh, if you're in the PA area you're close to pa uh if you just like good beer uh because pa brews the best beer um you can follow them on instagram at breweries in pa they're on untapped at breweries in pa uh twitter i believe is the same correct same all across yep, yep. they have a uh you know facebook page that you can go on and talk to them about how awesome new trail is um <laughs> And then you can go on their on their website to see all their interview series, uh, their shop, everything, everything that you would need from them. Uh, <laughs> the uh, the map that you would use to find out uh, what breweries are in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, Here, there's a really good one. <laughs> it's www.breweriesinpa.com. Dan, you got any more any plugs for yourself? Yeah, I'll, I'll plug my band. I know um, you do. Yeah. So uh, as I always speak uh, at the end of the uh, podcast, um, my band Grayson just put out a new album, uh, Spotify and Apple Music. Um, the new EP is Monster. Um, so go check it out. Spotify, Apple Music. Um, we're on Bandcamp too. Uh, follow us on Instagram. It's at Grayson underscore PA. Uh, Facebook is Grayson PA. All right. And... Uh that wraps us up. Uh, damn. Yeah, we got some new friends, I guess. Yeah, I think you, yeah, you guys are new friends. Yeah, new friends. All right. All right. Um, so uh, we're going to wrap it up. It's another successful episode. Uh, Dan? We did it, Tom. We did it. Dan? I love you. Always have. <laughs> Always gets me all tingly inside. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, don't just remember, you know, it's not goodbye forever. It's just. And you.
you thought all the POD plugs were done. <laughs> all right, guys. And just remember that uh, the Clinton family is responsible for Jeffrey Epstein's death. All right. That is uh, Best Best Friends Podcast, episode 34. We out. See Hang out with little lunchbox. Become a cluggalayette. A cluggalayette. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both, so it's all for me. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Danny Tom. Cindy Crawford's a fan, how could you go wrong? So many pods up there, were it the ones for me? Epstein is still alive, and listens to Best Best Friends Pod.